0: After Combat. Hey, this is going to be Advance After Combat. It's a podcast with uh, Marshall, Jason, and myself, Dave. Um, generally, we're going to be talking about war games, uh, war game reviews, and uh, our experiences war gaming, and maybe just stuff that annoys us when we war game. <laughs> um, it's not going to be any talk about games where you trade sheep for wood, or somebody's a trader, or there's a meeple involved, so... It's going to be just basically wargaming. Well,
1: we, we we might talk about string railways.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got that game. I do too, and I got it. I, pl- I played it.
0: So yeah, there's going to be some challenges because we're all talking from different areas, so we're not exactly located in the same spot while we're podcasting. So there's going to be times where we kind of rotate around, and times when Marshall gets too loud and excited, and then he cuts out on his mic. So. Just got to bear with us. It's going to be wonderful, I'm sure. And uh, that's it, Marshall. You want to start off? Games you've been playing or games you've got?
2: Um, We'll start off. We I played Storm Over Stalingrad. um, I want to hear this, which is a game I love. Um, 2006 MMP, part of the International Gamer series, still in print. I always like to kind of, you know, I hate to listen to podcasts and people talk about games you can't really get or grail games this is one that's still readily available Um, its area impulse I go you go it's got a little card play with it Um, it's not card play heavy like Twilight Struggle Um, its card additive, if that makes sense Um, it's based on the storm over Arnhem breakout Normandy series by Avalon Hill I love this game. It's quick. It's easy. It's a go-to game. Uh, I always play it with my son when he's home from college. He was home from college a couple weeks ago. He said, Hey, let's play it. We played it. We were having a good time. But then when we got to the end, he started mathematizing with it. (laughs) You know, he started, you know, I'd go out to grab a drink or use the restroom. And I'd come back and he was rifling through my counters, which I don't have a problem with. And he's adding everything up in his head. Um, he was counting my cards I had played. He asked for the rule book and, um, he said, well, I know you don't have these cards or this card because you've already played them and there's, there's only two in the, in the card mix and there's mathematically no way you can win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there was, you know, like two turns left.
1: So he gamed you out of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I play games to enjoy them. I don't play
0: games to, to be an algebra test. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the asking for the rulebook portion is always the dangerous part of the game. <laughs> That's where I'm like, oh, this guy's going to come up with some devious BS at this point. You know, The guy starts, hey, can I take a look at the rulebook? And starts kind of thumbing through like the amphibious landing rules or something like that. I mean, I enjoy the game. It
2: didn't diminish my enjoyment. Well, it did diminish my enjoyment of that particular play. I still like the game, but that's that's not what I that's not what I want to do when I sit down to enjoy a board game.
0: Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah. You know, I mean, what aspect of it do you think do you think it's just too easy to manipulate the game? I no. When I play a game, I play a
2: game to enjoy it. it sure.
1: That experience just kind of killed it. That
2: and do all the longhand math. Which he could do in his head, I would have to do like on paper for two years, but it was really like, uh, well that was kind of a buzzkill. When I come back from getting a drink and you say, oh, it's mathematically impossible for you to win, I've checked. Um, you know, you were looking at the rule book to see how the card breakdown went. I know you don't have X and X card. I mean, he, he thought, yeah, I mean, he thought it through to a degree I never think games through. And he doesn't enjoy, well, he says he doesn't. He doesn't play.
1: He should have played Power Grid instead if he's going to play it that way.
2: Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's a genius player on a different level than I am, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: So, score over Skylar
2: Grid, I still love it, but it was like, yeah, oh, he wants to play that shit.
0: So, are you? is basically the problem just that your son's better at playing games than you are? <laughs> what was the problem with that you <laughs>
1: Marshall, have you played uh, King Philips War?
2: No, I've not played that yet.
1: So I played that Saturday. <clears throat> same system, Not same system, but same series I guess from MMP,
2: the IGS. Yeah, they made uh, what uh, well, what's that one I do like uh, you know, with Joan of Arc and all that.
1: Uh, Warriors of God?
2: Yes, Warriors of God.
1: So, King Philips War, all of the combat you roll three dice you roll 2d6 and then this event die so it takes all of that gaminess out of it because every everything you're trying to do is completely it's not completely random but all of your all of your plans can fall through so we get to the last turn and it's pretty neck and neck the the game calls them indians so i'll call them indians the native americans but the indians jump out to a huge lead and then the English player, he came back, and he kind of beat me down a little bit, and then I jumped out again. <clears throat> so the last turn, I needed, I think, like six points to secure a victory, and I had a potential nine on the board. The, my big moneymaker, three stack, just waiting to be slaughtered. I had I him had dead to rights. And you roll doubles, nothing happens. Sure enough, snake eyes, bam. So... You know that it kind of takes that completely, you know, mathematizing out of it. You just you put your plan in place, but it's not always going to work. Do you own that game?
2: I don't. My my buddy has it. Dave, do you have that game?
0: No. You know, well, I, what I would say is maybe just don't let them go through the cards. You know, like if it's playing cards, you can go through and look at them all. I wouldn't. I'd just say you can't do that.
2: No, no. He he didn't look through my cards. He looked through the card manifest. Oh, but did he look through the cards that had already been played? I had played the Russians. No. Oh, no. I had played the Russians. They tend to go through their card deck a lot slower than the Germans. Oh. And he said, well, I know you've played X card. and I know you've played X card. There's only one or two of those in the mix. So the probability of you playing them again with the stack that I approximate you have left is like zero. Jeez. Like, I
0: now, know. Said, like what role do the cards have? Is it just like one of these games where the cards just kind of help you out during the game or do yeah. the cards decide Yeah, like, they help you. Part? No, they help you
2: out like oh, get an extra move or this or that. There are sniper cards in the game which negate the opponent's cards. Apparently, there's only two sniper cards in the mix. I had used both of my sniper cards early. To thwart the Germans, but he knew I had played him. He had already been through his deck, then looked at the card manifest in the rule book and said, well, you're out of sniper cards. There's nothing you can do to stop my cards. And oh, wow. we just, we blossomed from there.
1: That's a sharp motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could set up like a perfect play and you couldn't stop. It. Yeah, exactly. And to me, that's, that's why he wants to play the game. I respect that, but that's not why I play the game.
0: Yeah. Or, or you just hold on a sniper card.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> just don't play with someone as smart as that.
0: Yeah, you're the, to, you're the one who you're the one who sent him off to, to West Virginia to study physics. I mean, <laughs> I,
2: that's hilarious. That's that's what I've played recently. What about you, Dave?
0: Well, we uh, I've been playing Jason. Um, Hello. Vietnam, 1965 to 1975. My favorite game, Victory Games. And, uh, M&A is slowly getting introduced to the system. I've got some, uh, surprises for him. I'm, I'm the VC and he's the U.S.
1: So I was reading the rules again today at lunch and I think I have some, all those un, uh, unactivated Arvin units. I think I know what I'm doing with those guys.
0: We're good. They better be digging in because I got some surprises for you.
2: Yeah.
0: And you guys are playing that via Skype, right? Yeah. Skype right. And yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Skype, Skype. And So we did that and we kind of, we just ran through one of the scenarios. The, ca- the campaign games, the big mother of all campaign games, but, uh, I gotta kind of reel in I and mean, get the hook set, just kind of make it <laughs> in Jason's mouth and slowly reel in it. I don't want to scare him off. So we're just doing like a two turn scenario. And he um, keep, keeps mating
1: me. He's like, oh, is that, is that all you're going to do? Is that all, are you, are you good
0: there? So, oh, I yeah. think I'm being pretty gentle. I mean, I am saying, <laughs> oh no, saying, for sure. You might want to put a couple more battalions in on that mission or, okay. and, and then my big one is after I played Jason that night, then in the morning, I played, uh, Billy boy, uh, on the campaign, the Vietnam campaign we have, which has been going on for almost a year probably. So oh, we're probably going to, we've already realized we're probably going to play that for about five, six more years. So, wow. that's like so I got going on Vassal. Um, I got a... a I don't want to talk about Constant World, but I met a local gaming buddy at Constant World. Very exciting. Came running up to me. Lives 10 miles away from me. So Nice. He, he's coming over on Friday. We're going to try some Conflict of Heroes, so I've been playing that solo. Oh, that's awesome. Is that the new version? Yeah, it's the second edition. It's very cool. I like the changes they made. Uh, it's very good-looking game, very attractive game. So, for me, that's important. I need to have, like, the art. It needs to be nice-looking. So, Does it still use the, uh, like, the
2: point system? Do you mean, like, for activations?
0: Yes. Yeah, it does, but uh, the, the cool thing now is you can uh, activate... Each player can have an active unit at the same time. So it's not like one guy does his activations and you just interrupt it. Now each guy does activations, and... Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's going to work well. So we'll see. Has that made
2: the, has that made the first printing
0: obsolete? You know, I got asked that a bunch of times by guys because I brought it to Constant World Expo and we were playing. I don't know if I mentioned that. It was at Constant World Expo. We really like, good time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so we, uh, guys would ask me that like, Hey, can I buy the, the, just get the new rules and download them and play the, the old version with it. But, you know, I don't want to tell guys they can do that because I don't really know if that's the case. So, who knows? It's Awakening the Bear. That's the one I'm doing. So it's the first one they came out with. Yeah, that's the only one I have. Yeah, I mean, well, if you got the first edition, I know they redid all the counters. So um, that one's probably obsolete. So so it's about 45 bucks at NWS Online, though, so... Yeah, Ching. That's,
2: a, that's another thing we should probably mention where we get our stuff from.
0: Yeah. If you're not shopping at NWS online, you're probably getting screwed,
2: which we should mention right now that NWS online isn't Jesus paying us for advertising. Us, might as well be.
0: Jeez. I know they
2: should be. Well, that. Oh,
0: there's Marshall. Wow. We all. See, we we built in this thing where if Marshall gets real excited, his (laughs) mic cuts out. This might be the only way we get a word in edgewise. Kill switch. Marshall's got to remain very calm and modulated for his mic to work.
2: I really like NWS Online.
0: (laughs) That was good. That was really calm. They are good. They are. You know, they're they're cool guys too because, uh, I don't know if this has ever happened, but I've been, I've done some drunken online game purchasing before, late at night. I I did that this weekend. Yeah, and uh, I gotta tell you, one night, I I bought Saints in Armor, which is a game I'm gonna talk about. Uh, I bought it after seeing Kev Sharp, uh, demo it, and I was really excited, so I literally bought it off Facebook, drunk, but I once bought three copies of Labyrinth from NWS (laughs) Online. at 11 at night drunk because I panicked somehow that the game was going to go out of print and I was never going to get to try it and I wanted to get copies from my friends and uh, the next morning I had to make a sheepish uh, email at <laughs> WS Online and ask that they reduce my order to one copy and they were very cool about
2: it. Wow, You should have called me first. That would have saved you from buying the first one.
0: I think it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to... I like it. I, it's not a war game, I don't think, so I was kind of... It seems like it's one of those games
1: you need to have, so I got it. I don't own it, but I'm playing the hell out of it.
2: Yeah. Tony one Clifton is kicking my ass, yeah. I think Clifton's a lot smarter and he leads himself on the board. That motherfucker.
1: He, we, we played one, a single decker and he, <clears throat> I think he kind of bait and switched me because I actually ended up winning and then we played a three decker and he beat me in like six turns. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I've just looked
0: at it. I haven't actually played it. I guess you can play it solo, but I haven't put it down and played it.
2: Yeah, There's it's... some wooden cubes in it. There you go.
0: Yeah, for me, that's kind of a borderline game where that's almost not a war game for me. So
1: yeah, it's probably not a war game, but
0: there, there needs it's... to be like casualty points or guys getting flipped or something, you know, smoke, smoke. or advance after combat even. Yeah, I need mean, like, some close... Yes. Yeah, right. You can say that. It's gotta have close combat.
2: Something. I feel like a dog or a chain over here.
1: <laughs> you just need to get a new microphone. you can rail.
2: I think it's even less of a war game than Twilight Struggle. Oh, well, I don't know about that. i never played that game.
1: You don't have... There's units, at least, in, in Labyrinth.
2: You never played Twilight Struggle, Dave?
1: No, never. He's a uh, he's a hardcore war gamer.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I wouldn't do
0: that game.
2: Yeah, he to me,
1: that's too far out.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm sorry he, to, to dip my toe into euro game territory.
1: He, he wouldn't play King no. Phillips War either. It's too light.
0: Yeah, there's there's not
1: even numbers on the counters. It's either you're looking to podcast
0: in the podcast next door. That's one door over down the hall. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> no, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a free game already.
1: Well, let me talk about what I've been playing. No, oh yeah, poor Jason. Please, please. 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 I know. So King Philip's War, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's light. It's, it, <clears throat> I think it was just because it's a point to point map. It kind of reminded me of Washington's War. Super that light. I mean, played like yeah, easier than Washington's War even. Like three hours. I mean, it's just straight up point to point movement. Everyone can move pretty much the same. Uh, Not
2: to put you on the spot, who designed that? Uh,
1: it's John Panisk. Paninski, Paninski, yeah, it's the same guy who did Hearts and Minds.
2: Yeah, he lives near me.
1: Yeah, I I love the shit out of the games of his. I played. Um, it, I mean, it's it's cool, it's super light. I want him to do a a Vietnam game in that same system because it's, you know, it's just kind of straight up combat back and forth. Uh, like I said, pretty random with with the combat, but I I like that. It's kind of, I think I. Scared the piss out of my wife out on that last roll. I, you know, stood up and oh, I need, you know, I need at least a three on my die and snake eyes. And, Gah!
2: So, she, so it was light enough. She played it with you.
1: No, it was yes. my buddy, but she was sitting on the couch. Oh. No, she. Oh, so
0: yeah. so you scared her when you screamed?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> dogs are all howling. It was it was ridiculous.
0: Is that the one, is that the game that the Native Americans yeah, got upset about? Yeah. Okay.
1: And then, uh, been playing Operation Jubilee, uh, Solitaire. Marshall, have you heard of this one? I don't know Yeah, I
2: looked about it. I looked into it after you recommended
1: it. Yeah, it's D D-Day
2: at Omaha Beach system.
1: Really light. I did some videos on it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that game. I played probably, I don't ever sit down and play it all the way through, but... Probably two or three hours, um, you know. I, I have some issues with it that I talked about in the videos. it's the the German forces move up too quickly and they don't so the Commonwealth player or the active player, the, the Commonwealth troops get behind them pretty easily. Um,
0: what, what time period? Like when is it's World it's
1: War Two? It's um it's the invasion of Dieppe, France in uh, oh, cool. in forty okay. two. Um, kind of the failed. You know, failed big landing that was D-Day practice.
0: Sure, like a dry run?
1: Yeah, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't go well. Uh, but super enjoyable system. Uh, I guess D-Day Omaha Beach is going to reprint sometime this month.
2: Well, I mean, the, the worst part about D-Day at Omaha Beach is the way your back feels. Um, just from being so focused, and I mean, to me, that's the greatest solo system. That's a genius game, and yeah. I mean, that's that's one I wouldn't part with.
1: Yeah, I'm really. I don't have it, but I'm. I, I have the the reprint on pre order. I'm really looking forward to it. I
2: mean, well, uh,
0: I don't. I, I don't know anything about either of those games, so that's true it's, it's strictly solitaire. Yeah, but. I mean, I just, you do a lot of solitaire stuff. Why are you? uh Why do you do so many solitaire games? Because when I, I was down at Consim World Expo, uh, <laughs> I ran into a lot of guys out there from Arizona who uh, seemed to be pretty cool.
1: It's it's just time. I mean, I go to work early. I get home usually pretty late. And by the time I get home, I'm fried. So instead of trying to set something up, I just put it up on my table and dick with it for thirty minutes or so, and then crash out.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I know. I don't know if I play any solitaire games really, like games that are designed for it. Like, I played by myself, but.
1: Yeah. yeah, there are a few that that I really like. That one, um, Battles Magazine has done a couple that I really like. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a convenience factor. I don't have to dick around with being sober around other people or anything. Right. And then I played String Railway.
0: How, oh, how is that I own it? I never no, no. No, <laughs> that, oh, is not, that is not a valid review for this podcast
1: It's not a review I, I, want, it, I want Marshall to play it And I just want to hear what Marshall says <laughs> about it I'll just, I'll just say this I didn't get it And we'll, we'll just leave it at that
0: Our audience of zero Has yeah. expectations for what they're going to get From this podcast
1: Yeah, String whale r- Railway is something they will not be getting
0: That is like sheep, trader wood, meeple game.
1: (laughs) All right, so let's hear about uh, review copies or whatever. Mm.
2: We got a copy of
0: War of the Suns.
1: And how did we go about that?
0: Well, actually, I got it. (laughs) Marshall actually checked his mail.
1: You know, that, that game's not
2: even available to buy yet. Well... Uh, we're friends with Adam Starkweather. Uh, remind me. Go ahead. We're friends with Adam Starkweather. Uh, War of the Suns 2013 mm-hmm. MMP, part of the International Gaming Series, which I am a big fan of. Mm-hmm. This thing has been over 20 years in development. It was actually made like 20, 25 years ago. And it's been worked over and processed. A designer by the name of Leonard 2. And what it is, it's a World War II game, uh, focusing on the China-Burma-Indian War. Indian. India. India. Uh, this thing is a monster. It's got 1800 counters.
1: It's pre-World War II, right?
2: No, it's World War II.
0: Yeah, this is, it's
2: China versus Japan, basically,
0: right?
2: Yes, exactly. So, your uh, it's got three twenty-two inch by thirty-four inch maps, Jesus. and and one overlay. Um For the Chinese, it's armies and divisions. For the Japanese and the Brits, it's divisions and brigades. Thirty-six pages rules, fifty-six page playbooks, and it is 100% £10 <laughs> a hundred percent ten-pound game.
1: Have you even
2: played
0: anything on it? No, Dave. I haven't even opened it yet. What do you mean? Did you did you actually take the lid off of it? No, I mean take the plastic off of it. <laughs> How the hell do you know all that stuff's even in there?
1: These buddies with Adam Stark
0: Starkweather.
2: Uh, me and my BFF Adam Starkweather. Wow. he said it was in there.
0: We are really in bed with Adam Starkweather in this yeah. podcast.
1: So while we're on yep. the subject, he needs to.
0: in there for all you know.
1: He needs to put Tinny in on P five hundred. Oh yeah, I am ready for that shit.
0: Yeah, I think Adam Starkweather should stop wasting his time with these titles and get on to more GTS series games. Let's get to the real stuff.
2: Uh, there are some stuff coming. I've seen some uh, some Matt artwork and things like that.
0: I know he. I I I do the Facebook thing with him, and I, it irritates me whenever I get his projects that don't agree with what I think he should do. <laughs> so he needs so he, to focus.
2: Are
1: you going to play War of the Suns, Marshall?
2: Well. No. <laughs> oh. <coughs>
0: Man, and this will be I? the last review copy we received from you. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> why would I open it?
1: I'll play the shit out of some solitaire review copies.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I actually am going to play it. Um, I'm fighting through Red Winter now as soon as i am done that, which was oh, a purchase about that. copy. Yeah, that's a purchase copy. Uh GMT 2012. Actually, Tony Clifton Rave reviewed it. Um, I looked into it. Bought it. Um, I'm I'm working through the rules now. I've already clipped the counters, sprayed the counters, separated the counters. Um, the rules are like no rules I've ever read as far as their detail and their in-depthness. I mean, it's not complicated, but it's like I've never seen anybody pay that much attention to detail for a set of game rules.
1: That's the one where they say to read... Is it the Russian side first and not worry about the Polish and then. Or the Plus, other way
2: around? It's Russian versus Finnish Finish. 39 is what it is, yeah. Mark Mozinski. I didn't say that right. But that's. that's I mean, it's enough. his first. Yeah, he's got another game on the P500 Operation Dauntless. But, I mean, this thing, the rule book. If, and the map is beautiful. The map I mean, is it, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it just. And it And it allegedly plays pretty quick two and a half, three hours. So, I mean, hmm. it. that's what I'm working on now is Red Winter.
1: That's pretty cool.
2: But I'm going to get to War of the Suns. You better. I'm going to. Dave, have you played Red Winter? I think Dave died. <laughs> I, think Dave, I think Dave went to go get more beer. I did that while you was running your mouth about something. I heard. Oh well, yeah.
0: I just went and screamed at my kids. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beat them. I, I muted that mic. I was like, "This sounds like a great time for me to go yell at my kids."
2: Oh, you can mute it. <laughs> oh yeah. So, War of the Suns. That's what. Uh, that's what we got. That's cool. There...
0: Well, that was that was a great play review. I think that was.
1: I think we, we would, would call that a preview. The
0: system, how it works you're welcome play balance thank you <laughs> yeah but I just want to reiterate I think the focus needs to be on those GTS games so let's get back to
2: it uh, that's a cool system the day your Facebook page has all your Charles S. Roberts awards lined up on the wall that's the day we'll listen to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> one day one day that might take some effort. I'm.
2: It's pretty intimidating.
0: I don't pretend that I could design a war game. You know, I mean, I, I I do think it's great the work these guys put into them, but whatever. I mean, it's a consumer product, so
2: yeah, but, for four for four consumers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, this is a product for zero consumers, so this will how it. Like like put it. some time into it? Hey, we already got a free game. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we're out of the curve.
0: Well, we... I mean, you're holding it, and apparently you haven't even taken the shrink wrap off it yet. It might could, go could out of print. It might go out of print. Doesn't he understand that if he wants you to play the game, he needs to send you two copies? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have to mention that in my next
2: uh, private conversation.
0: Well i got a game I'd like to talk about. Please do. If this is the time when we can do that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, called Saints in Armor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Played it. I got it on order again. Kev Sharp was talking about it on his, uh, his website, the big board. And I was drinking a little bit, and it looked cool. And he told me it was a 10 out of 10 for art, so immediately I bought it because... Uh, my background is kind of miniature wargaming, so if I'm going to buy a board game, it needs to be a nice-looking game. The art needs to be good, the maps need to be nice. So,
2: Knowing nothing about this, Dave, can you fill us in, time period, who makes it, all that stuff?
0: Well, I guess I can, Marshall, because I have it right here with me. <laughs> okay. Basically, uh, Saints in Armor is part of the, a GMT series called the Mus- Musket and Pike Battle Series. And uh, it's, I think it's like the fifth or the sixth set or game in this, this series, and basically they all have the same rules. So it's a Thirty Years War game. It's a uh, Protestants versus Catholics. The cool thing about the game, I think, is that uh, it comes with six battles. So you've got map sheets that you can flip, and on the back side of the map is a different battle. So there's three maps, and you flip them back and forth. The one thing that was kind of surprising to me is they have uh, half-inch counters, which I haven't seen that in a lot of games anymore. Yes. Yeah, I five so. So when I saw them, I was like, Jesus, these are really small. And uh, so that was kind of a shock when I first saw how little the counters were. But uh, the nice thing is it means the battlefield is usually about like two feet by a foot and a half. So Nice. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. kind of set it up in a uh, small space. Um, the other interesting thing was each battle has like a battle card, so it gives you all the, the rules for that particular uh, scenario. so you don't have to keep going back and uh, checking the rules. So I thought that was cool. Um, the game is a uh, hex encounter war game. No cards, no funny business like that. Uh, basically, you got a bunch of wings and the wings have orders. And the orders restrict what you can do with your guys. So if you have charge orders, uh, your guys can, uh, move adjacent to the enemy, but they, uh, they have, the restriction is they have to move close to the enemy. So they have to move at least one hex close to the enemy by the end of their turn. Uh, you've got make ready orders, which are movement. You've got receive charge orders, which are like defend orders. And then you've got rally orders, which are like, uh, you know, you can reform and rally your units. So when you activate a wing, uh, you move all your guys, and then you have a choice of whether you want to continue the activation, and you can continue up to like two times, depending on what orders you have. So you can actually move a wing three times before it's done. Uh, you can also preempt the other guy's wings, so you can kind of interrupt his movement. Um, so th- this is kind of a fun way. First, all the charge guys go, then all the make ready guys go, then the receive charge guys go. Uh, there's musket shooting, there's, artillery firing, pikes are running into each other, but the real uh, key to the game, I think, is the reaction. So, um, while the game at first might seem like it's pretty basic, where guys are just fighting each other, and when you look at the, the quick reference sheet, it seems pretty basic. Uh doesn't seem complicated at all. Everything's in there. Uh, once you start getting into how units react to each other, like if I move my cav within four of your cav, your cav can then roll to intercept and charge me. So, you get a lot of uh, the, the non-active player actually has a lot of actions that he can take. So it's pretty cool. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I played it with Jason. Uh, and th- th- the one thing I'll say is the fans of the game seem to be really into the game because when I was at Consim World Expo and... Uh,
1: In Tempe, I, Arizona?
0: I was playing Saints and Armor, and, man, guys would come up and just... Like, Jason, you saw, I think we were playing once, and... A guy just came up and just wanted to watch us play.
2: Yeah, a couple a people just...
0: Chit-chat about it.
2: Yeah.
0: Guys were just super enthusiastic
2: about the game. And so... So what, it, what does that have, like, a series rules and a game
0: rules? Yeah. It comes with a... Uh, you got the series rules, and then you got a playbook that basically covers the six battles that are in the box. And then you have uh, charts and tables, which is just like a two-page player aid card. But something that does did annoy me a little bit is... I think if you're going to do a player aid card for a game, you should do two copies. Yeah, so each definitely. guy can hold it. Like it's annoying to constantly have to trade it back and forth between players. So, did you laminate it? No. Uh, it, it was barely uh, even well, it's, clipped. It's, it's weird cuz it's kind of like a it's a like a like a two-page little book or something. So, I guess I could do it, but But yeah, so, so the many- game's fun I thought it was good. I give it I would give the game Scale is 0 to 10, for fun, I would give it about an 8. You're going to have to keep going back and looking at the reaction rules. Chapter 9, I memorized it, because <laughs> I constantly look at it. On a beer scale, for complexity, I am going to have to give this game 2 beers out of a scale from 0 to a 12-pack. Because if you drink more than two beers while you're playing this game, there is no way you're going to play it correctly. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't sound like it's for me. I was going to say,
1: Marshall, it's, it's not our kind of game.
0: It's the kind of <laughs> game where you need to stop <laughs> drinking.
2: We need to. How many pages of rules?
0: Look, the rules are... Well, let me see. i got it right here. It's... Um, looking. I mean, it's like... 27 pages of rules, but most of it is the back part is all victories, conditions, and it, it's really not that complicated. But the reaction really makes it complex. So I liked it though; I thought it was fun. And I don't, I know nothing about the period. It's not really a period I'm into. Um, and I mean, it it took
1: it took a couple hours for us to play, but it didn't feel long. Like the action is quick enough to keep you know keeping even a light wargamer like me engaged in the in the thing the whole time.
0: Well, I picked the battle for Jason. I thought it would be a cool one, and then uh, it started to drag a little bit because the terrain was stuff. and then later on a guy's like, oh, I wouldn't have picked that battle for me." <laughs> so there, then see, I felt like kind of a dick. Because
1: he was saying that, but I don't think it dragged at all. I mean, I I was engaged in the battle the entire time.
0: Okay, well, so I, I like it. It's, it's real popular. Uh, the only downside is that a lot of the series, the games in the series are out of print, so you can't get a hold of them. But again, I have to tell you, the Saints and Armor players were real nice. I had a guy walk up while I'm playing and tell me he's got a copy of uh, one of the Swedish titles from the series, and then he's going to give it to me for what he paid for pre-order back in the day. So that was really cool. Was really
2: yeah, I was wondering what other games are in the series.
0: Well, they've got, uh, I think, Nothing game But Glory, which is available, and that's okay, I think. Uh, I the English this first program. civil war is up for P500, so.
1: And under the Lily banner?
0: Is that available? I don't know if that's available. Oh, I don't know if it's available. I think that it's sounds it. familiar. They've got, they've got like two Sweden ones and, uh, you know, I could look it on a computer, but I'm sitting on the floor in my guest room. So <laughs> these are the kind of luxurious accommodations I have for this podcast. Uh, so I can't really access it, but yeah, a, a bunch of them are out of print, so. But, but it's important. So eight for fun, two beers, more than two beers. I like you're that in scale. Yeah, me yeah, too. In- so, I mean, some of the games I was playing at Constant World Expo, I actually found that I wasn't drinking as much because I'm like, man, I got to like keep my wits about me. I can't. And they're dealing with stacks and tweezers and I don't know. You can't be drinking oh, too tw- much. From Those tweezers are killer. Oh, I love. Well, We'll get into it when we talk about that. Believe
2: me. <laughs> I mean, I I have a special brand of tweezers I use, but they're Sally Hansen. But even then, I get shaky. Playing ASL, I get all shaky. Sally Hansen? Yes, I don't remember those. like exact
1: a crafting? I was looking at getting some <laughs> pier- some piercing tweezers. I saw
2: <laughs> Sally Hansen. I think is a female hygiene product company.
0: Wow.
1: Ah, oh, no,
2: yeah, but I found a I found a fair of Sally Hansen's that work really well and that bought four or five types.
1: Mine are from uh Harbor
2: Freight. Well, you, See, I've yeah,
0: never t- seen that these tweezers <laughs> before. Because I, I play almost always on Vassal, so I don't have to deal with stacks. But man, when we got to Constant World Expo, it was like tweezers were the, the everybody had a set of them. So it's obviously if you're gonna play the games face to face with the cardboard Pieces, you have to have tweezers. Apparently,
1: did, did you see that old guy? Well, I guess I guess we can talk about it later.
0: Oh, that old guy? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I think Dave and I were the youngest ones there.
0: Was that the guy that was moaning in the bathroom every time he had to like uh, take a shit? Oh, I didn't run into him. Gosh, it's
2: a shame. <laughs> it's scary. It's a
0: scary
2: place. And I'm saving money for this stuff for next
0: year. Oh, that's a blast, Marshall. You will be one of the best looking guys there. No doubt.
2: that's would say though. <laughs> I I just I find with tweezers my hand shakes. So I, mean, I guess it's something
0: you get used to. But well, the guy the guy played with with base the the base of his hand on the board and then tweeze. and he was a master. Jason, did you see Bill when he would flip? this? Yeah, guy I, I, I commented on a couple times. That motherfucker was dexterous. He would. I mean, he was an OCS like an old school OCS player, so. He would keep track of every guy he moved by rotating. So he never With missed a single unit on his activations because he would just turn them all to face the same direction. It was incredible. I mean, I'm a fast player. This guy was thorough. But he had the tweezers
1: I knew back. what he was doing, too.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I'm knocking everybody's stack and shit. <laughs> I got the shakes. I can't imagine <laughs> that's from the alcohol.
0: No. Couldn't be. Well, Well, then you got the guys, uh, who are rolling the dice that are going to throw the dice across and try to like bowl for everyone's stacks. See how many dice they, how many stacks of counters they can knock over with the dice.
2: Nothing pisses me off more than that.
0: (laughs) Or, Or how about the guy who rolls the dice off the table every other time? It's like, dude, the table is like eight feet by five feet. You can't keep a die on the table.
2: Look, play it as it lays. Oh, you, you do floor dice? Well, if you're such a jack, you know, (laughs) I try to provide a dice tray.
1: Yeah, I've got,
2: I've I've seen people at WBC with the, with the octagon one or whatever with the, I made mine with the grass felt in the middle. So that's what I bought. When we play ASL, uh, my friend Joe likes to play in glasses, square bottom glasses. That's fine too. But don't roll into stacks and don't roll off the table. It's not rocket science.
0: Right. Yeah, there's nothing like a guy tossing a die right across Arnhem when everyone's all stacked on top yeah. of it. Exactly. So exactly. No, Pat had a dice tower that he used. I thought that was okay. Uh, yeah. You don't like the dice tower? I'd, I'd
1: like to roll. And I, yeah. the, the, the dice oddly rolled highly in his favor most of the times. So I don't know if he knew
0: the trick of it. but Oh, so you said he had like English? On the I don't know, man.
1: I think you did too. Oh, Dave, well, wrote, Dave like, like takes crazy. that d10 and cups it and just like finesses it. Zero. Zero. Zero.
0: Yeah, I was rolling pretty crazy during that game. That was embarrassing.
2: And I think that's a very personal topic. Um I have a dice tower. I don't like to use it. I'm not going to cheat anybody playing games. I've been accused of cheating. Just rolling, rolling, you know, into a dice tray. I guess the only way to truly do it is cups vigorously shaken in a dice tray. Mm -hmm. I I guess. I mean, are we really resorting to this? But everybody's got... It
1: gets to a point where...
0: Well, the, the the dice cheater that bothers me is, what the hell was that roll guy? Where he rolls the dice a bunch of times and then he rolls like a zero and is like, "That's my that's my <laughs> shot right there." <laughs> that's and you like, "Dude, but you rolled the dice like eight times. What were the other seven rolls?"
2: You're you're playing a game, and that's what you have to resort to.
0: Yeah, you get guys who I I, I remember I was playing a game against against a guy I think it was Fire and Fury Miniatures, and he was. He, his guy, in that game, you got to roll to see if your guys can move. And this guy was moving. And finally, I was like, before you roll the dice, you need to say out loud what you're rolling for. Who, point, and say it. And as soon as he started doing that, oh, it was a miracle. His guys no longer move. <laughs> Everything wanted to move. So for I me, I try to be like, I try to say it out loud. Like, if I'm playing uh, GTS, I'll be like, this is for company bonus, this is for fire. Yeah,
1: this is for practice.
2: What we'll have to investigate both GTS and dice rolling much further in depth.
0: You've, you've played GTS. Have. I have. After five days of GTS I'm ready to talk about
2: it. So Are you gentlemen ready to take us to the uh Consum World Expo?
0: Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here, before we do that, I'm going to go just make sure my kids haven't murdered each other while I'm upstairs. Oh! So you guys, feel free to chat among yourselves. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Did you watch my video on it, Marshall?
2: On what?
0: Yes. Oh, that's a yes. Yes. no.
2: <laughs> I did because I saw some blurred faces. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I did watch it. Yes, I did. I'm saving up money for next year.
1: I'm looking forward to it. My wife said we might stay down at the hotel.
2: You, me, and your wife. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's, it's hot. Welcome to Phoenix. Thank you. <laughs> Are you guys coming to WBC this year?
1: You know, I, me, and my my buddy in town, we keep talking about it, and it's it's an it's the first weekend in, in August, right?
2: Yes, generally yeah.
1: yes. That's my birthday week, so I might be able to parlay that one of these years.
2: I generally go up for a day or two days, um, see everybody, talk to everybody. You know, I used to be a big supporter of uh, friendly local game stores, buy at the conventions, don't buy offline. Mm -hmm. But anymore... It's so much less expensive to buy offline. I hate to say that. You know what I mean? It's just like.
1: I uh, would still prefer to go into a store, but they don't ever have anything I'm looking for. So.
2: Well, we've got a store close to DC that's fairly inexpensive, but. I mean, you're driving an hour and a half. Yeah. And you're paying a little less in retail. You can yeah. buy it online and get it. You know, in two days. I can wait two days to get a game for, you know, 30%, 40% off of what they're asking for. And I hate to say that.
0: Well, my, my question is this. Can I show up at a game store drunk at 1 a.m.
2: <laughs>
0: and buy a game at 40% off?
2: Not three copies of Labyrinth. <laughs> Probably not. You know what?
0: I Spe- just think the model, I think that's the way to go. Speaking of no
1: waiting... A couple days and NWS. And pissed me off. So I backed um, Guns of Gettysburg on Kickstarter.
0: Oh, tell me that's coming out okay because I want to play that one.
1: It it should be here any day. It was supposed to have shipped
0: late What's last this,
2: week. What system is that?
1: It's the Na- Napoleon's Triumph, um, Napoleon Bar- Bonaparte system yes. with like the long skinny blocks.
2: Yes, Brian but Martin sent that to me and said, system. hey, you need to kickstart this.
1: Yeah, it's Bones Simmons and. So it's it should be getting here any day now and I'm I was hoping to have it today so that I could talk about it. But so I backed it. It was seventy dollars to get the game. Seventy dollars.
0: And what's it pre order on NWS? So the day
1: after the Kickstarter closes, I'm on uh NWS looking for I think some against the odds game or something. Forty three dollars. I I paid seventy. Okay.
0: To get it, to At, get at it. this point, should we even be telling people about NWS? I'm worried no. we're burning our, our 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 bridges here because maybe like we should just keep this place a secret just for us. Yeah, if NWS
2: doesn't start sending those shit for free, for for really? <laughs> sending some
1: magazine people. games. There, I'm looking for Boudica.
0: And I just uh, think that maybe we shouldn't tell other people about this great retailer. I, I think we might want retail. to just use it ourselves.
2: Have you, have either of you played any of Bowen Simmons games? I have not, no.
0: I just, I just thought they looked really cool, so. And but I now like the Civil War Rangers even though
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if anyone's listening, I'm, I'm looking for Boudica and I'm looking for, uh, Victory Complete. Well, Which Marshall yeah. has probably both of.
0: Are, are we ready to talk about a real wargaming community? Let's do it. Consum World Expo, I feel like we almost need like trumpets or something to announce Ooh, this. Yeah, this is Consum World Expo 2013.
1: MonsterCon.
0: Yeah, that was good. Uh, we went out there, um, I drove. Jason is lucky enough to live nearby. I drove so. too. Oh yeah, you did drive, not <laughs> as far. Uh, I've been to a bunch of conventions and I thought, uh, at first I gotta say when I got there it was kinda like, it wasn't as big as I was used to, like I've been to some of the big miniature conventions on the East Coast, where they had like thousands of people there, like Historicon, and it wasn't the same scale. There's maybe like 300 guys there. But uh, we got into the Devil's Cauldron game, and uh, the guys playing were great guys. And so that kind of really helped the experience, I think. And then, thank God, Jason showed up on Wednesday and then took over half the Germans and double called me because that really Save. made my experience much more enjoyable. Save the day. But it's in Tempe. Uh, I had never been to Tempe before, and i got to say it's a great place because it's kind of like uh, Arizona State's campus is right there. You so you that, walk right me. up. You walk right <laughs> up. And uh, you know exactly bars, what restaurants, be. and really great to be able to walk out of the convention to eat. You don't have to play Frogger and run across the highway from the Lancaster host to uh, get to an Applebee's. <laughs> With the drunken Amish people. <laughs> it was just so great. to be. I mean, there's literally an Irish beer garden almost adjacent to the hotel.
1: Yeah, it's the same parking lot.
0: Yeah, so it was great. Uh, games, we played Let's this, plug them too. It's like called Rula Devil's Rula. Cauldron for five days. So... Jason played for three days, I played, you played for three? I think I played for five days. Yeah, 10. Wednesday, Thursday, half of Friday. So, but we met some great guys, everybody was cool, uh, guys were real friendly, they were always willing to play more games, uh, I played Hearts and Minds with Jason. That's a great Jason, game. Jason, do you want to explain what happened in that game?
1: I- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think, I think just mentioning that we played it is enough. I I, I
0: I brought out the Bubba, which I loaded up with gin and tonics, and uh, I'm thinking, yeah, we're gonna get really ripped. And after one, Jason's, I'm like, oh, this gin's sneaky, so we're pouring it into ice. And uh, Jason's like, no, I'm good, I gotta drive home. So I had to drink six of them. <laughs> so apparently I won by like 1968 or 1969, yeah,
1: but I'm not sure how I did it. I'm a terrible communist, I mean, what can I say? That's all there is to it.
0: Have you thought about the gameplay and the things you could do differently?
1: Oh yeah, and I'm I'm actually playing it online on Vassal right now, um, but I'm playing the the uh, the forces of what do you call it? Good and unicorns. Good and unicorns.
0: The good guys. The good uh, goodies.
1: Uh, yeah, so I, I, it was my first time playing as the the red player. I think is what the game calls it. The communists.
2: Is that and, in reprint?
1: Actually, <laughs> I, I just went to Kickstarter too. I paid another $70 for that. <laughs> I
0: can't That's help cool. myself sometimes. But what's the advantage of, you already have the game. I, I don't know. What's the advantage of getting in Kickstarter? I don't know.
1: I'd like that guy's games. It, I don't know. But,
0: I mean, it's, appre- it's, it's, it's gonna appre- be a bigger map. These are questions your wife should be asking you. Oh, she's, but, she's giving given you already have this game.
2: Uh, we, we haven't had that discussion. Is Worthington reprinting that? Yeah, they're
1: reprinting it with a bigger map, better cards apparently, and corrected card, or uh, corrected counter art. I guess one of the big complaints when the game came out is the artillery on the US counters and the tanks. The artillery in the tanks wasn't actually silhouettes of artillery and tanks used in Vietnam, so people like threw a fit about it. So they're going to correct that. And also the artillery looks like the helicopter, which Dave tried to, try to react with this helicopter a couple times or with his artillery because well, they, look like,
0: they look the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks, it so. looks
1: like a helicopter. So, you know, little stuff like that, but even what's his name, Marshall John Peninsky Peninsky. Yeah. I, I, I like him and I like his game. So I, I backed it. I
0: thought it was a great game because I won. So I felt very balanced. <laughs> Balanced, uh, yeah, I thought the U.S. player has a lot of challenges he has to overcome. But if he can, he's a great gamer. So I enjoyed it. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on the subject
2: matter? Vietnam? Yeah, I've always heard that was a uh, hot skillet. As oh, far I as I love it, it's.
1: I've, I've told Dave it's my favorite. It's my favorite subject matter. Oh, no, you mean as
0: far as people being squeamish about it? Yes. I'll tell you, funny conversation. I was at one of the guys I was uh, playing Devil's Cauldron with. Uh, we're out having a beer, Bill, uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I've been, we're talking about where we've been. He's like, oh, I've been to Vietnam. (laughs) I said, I want a tour. (laughs) He goes, yeah, hell, you can call it a tour. This guy showed up in Vietnam five days before the Tet Offensive. And he's like, Bill's, I'm like, do you want to play Vietnam games? He goes, yeah, whatever. Doesn't bother me. So.
1: It's pretty well adjusted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, seems like it, it depends on the person as far as what they're sensitive to. Though I do have a buddy who won't play any game where someone he knew could have fought in it, so
1: I'll play the shit out of an Iraq game.
0: Mm. Right, exactly. I think it's—I I love the Vietnam game. I think it's a real challenge, so I enjoy it. But I thought Hearts and Minds was fun. Um, Jason helped me out with some of the rules because obviously I was just learning it. I had about a bunch of GMTs, so it was brutal. But uh, <laughs> that's what good. kind of gen? Bombay. Of course, that's the only really kind of
1: I like New Amsterdam, that's what I'm drinking.
0: But we're mixing like, I mean, this is for quantity, not quality. I mean, I'm filling <laughs> the for God's sakes. So it's, I mean, I basically, I fill the thing up and then I just shake it up. And that's, <laughs> and I take it downstairs. But See, you- also, from an alcohol perspective, the con was very cool. They didn't have a problem with you drinking. Uh, they just wanted to keep it kind of low key. And the bubba was perfect for that. It just had its little spigot.
1: So, how oh, did they say something about keeping it low key?
0: Yeah, because the one thing they did mention is they said don't have, don't walk around with bottles of alcohol. That the, the hotel knows that they don't serve here.
1: Oh, because I was walking around with a six pack of Kill Lifter that one night. Yeah, what about yeah. cans. Yeah, that's what I was, <laughs> I was drinking cans of Kill Lifter.
0: Yeah, I mean they uh, just I don't know they they didn't say anything in particular. Oh, and then one one a hole uh dropped a glass of water oh, on a yeah. complete game of uh It Never Snows. Wow. Well, uh, brand new game. Somebody's yeah, getting their ass the kicked.
1: We getting a re- 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 review copy of that game?
2: Well, I purchased that game from in, uh No, I pre-ordered that from MMP.
0: Yeah, so they had to pick up the whole thing. They had to try to pick up the pieces. Uh, they had to basically break the whole game down. So then we all got to listen to announcements. Oof. Yeah, every fifteen minutes. Don't put drinks on the table, stuff like that. So So whoever did that, you're awesome. Really smart
2: smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Kev Sharp uh do a basement live cam feed of that when it first came out. But it never snows? Correct.
0: You know, I looked at the games and there were wildly different results. They had yeah. that three right next to each other. I don't know if it's I mean, I'm a GTS snob, so for me, that's the system. Remember I that. Think, I about think
1: about. we were also better German players.
0: Oh yeah, right. I'm sure that was the real key there. As Bill th- was pointing me. <laughs> around the I think
2: I saw that at PressCon last two years ago. It, in playtesting, and it was huge. Yeah, it's big. And it looked like accountant's slaving, I mean, like, literally the one guy, looked like Newman from Seinfeld, and he had a tie on, and he was like, he had his square cup, yeah, and he was, I was like, oh my god, what's that shit? And I didn't realize until after I'd bought it, he they were playing It Never Snows the, I guess, the final production copy or whatever.
0: So you're saying the floor models they used kind of turned you off from the game? <laughs>
2: yes, the floor the, models turned me right. I've
0: Do got we, it. We were represented.
1: Is the uh shrink off that one yet?
2: Yes. Wow. Yes, it is. I so, like that series. I like the standard combat series. i played played um, Stalingrad Pocket too. Okay. And it involved a lot of tweezers.
0: Is yeah. that the MMP
2: one? That's the, what's that, SCS? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That, I believe, uh, Solid Grey Pocket 2 is the most popular or most liked of the SCS games. Am I correct there, Jason?
1: I, I think it's probably the most popular, yeah.
2: And It Never Snows is a monster game of that yeah, series? It is huge. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just a lot of tedious counter interaction. I mean six pages of rules.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty easy to play, pretty straightforward stuff.
2: But you know, it never snows. I watch Kev Sharp playing on the big board and we love what he does and love his stuff. Um it looked involved. <laughs> I think because of the size. So Consim World, I want to hear about the vendors, and I want to hear about the flea market.
0: The flea market was awesome. I'll let let Jason cover that, because Jason, I think, is more... I'm not up on all the games that are available. or.
1: Dave didn't spend any money except on food and booze there. That's true. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how. Um, So I brought a couple games and stuck them in the flea market the second day. Um, it was mostly older stuff, which is fine with me. I, I actually prefer to buy used games. Um, I'm a fairly new Wargamer, so I, I have some gaps in games that I want. So I kind of, you know, every time we had a break in the game, I'd go stock through the piles of crap I'd been looking at for three days. Um, pretty reasonable prices overall. I think, I don't know if it was a game store or something, but somebody was selling in games for like five dollars less than retail which was kind of that's not really why you go there for that um so the flea market was good i bought a couple games
2: um and what did you buy
1: i bought um well from the flea market i bought uh silver bayonet which is a vietnam game and I bought uh, Battles magazine number six, which has a game in it about the first tank battle in World War One. And um, oh, I bought uh, Paths of Glory for a friend of mine. Uh, so the second day, day I came, I brought Andy and Abyss, uh, Flying Colors, and a couple magazine games. I had to sell, and actually sold everything within I think by lunchtime that day. Um, you the, you
2: sold Andy and Abyss.
1: Yeah.
0: I was surprised that he had that up for sale. Um,
1: I don't need two games in that series. It's it's a system I like, but it's not a system I'm going to play a bunch. Um, and Distant Plane comes out in August, so I'm just going to... That'll be my game in that until the Vietnam one comes out. I guess, uh, is it Mark Herman and Volko and um, Mike Berticelli is developing a game in that system for Vietnam... So when that comes out, then I'll probably sell a distant plane. And,
2: and I've just, heard rave things. I've heard great things about AD and Abyss. It's it's
1: a good game. Um, I just don't need that and a distant plane. And honestly, a distant plane kind of connects to me more with the subject matter of it. So then the dealer rooms. Um, to Hold base, on. Oh, Are you gonna,
0: aren't you going to tell them about the best deal you made at the entire con? <laughs>
1: I don't know if that counts as the flea market. I, yeah, I cornered Dave when he was drunk, and he, yeah, he somehow buckled under my 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 pressure and volunteered up his his game of uh, Vietnam nineteen sixty five to nineteen is it nineteen seventy five the name right the victory games big Nick Karp game really really looking forward to having
0: that. And what did you get it for?
1: Uh, two packs of school packets. <laughs>
0: Can't so touch.
1: 'Cause he was he was a Jones and
0: I was dipping like a fiend. You really were. I was I mean he'll tell you I was you know, because you can't drink, really. So dip is my only resource. And the nice thing about dipping is you can uh you don't have to go outside like Marshall, you might have to go outside to have a cigarette or something. Dip, you can dip right there. And yeah. and they might be grossed out by the fact that you're doing it, but
1: yeah, but what those packets are? What are they called? Pouches.
0: Pouches. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't a bunch well, of crap. paper like towels in the cup, so it's not like I'm going to spill dip all over the place. Or... Okay. How did J- How
2: did Jason end up with Skull Bandits?
0: I well, well, bought him. I ordered from him. I, there was no Seven Eleven near the hotel, and I knew he was coming in, so he he got he he bought me two cans of Skull ba- pouches. And then uh that's what we worked out the trade for the (laughs)
2: VFL.
0: I can get you a whole roll of that stuff.
2: (laughs) Five men. It's West Virginia. I'll have every game known to man next year. (laughs) Yeah, come stocked.
0: But yeah, I did like a fiend, I think I went through three cans of skull while I was there. So
2: <laughs> then we need to change the beer game rating to the skull game rating. <laughs> no, because
0: the thing with skull is you can play the game on Skull. It just heightens you your abilities. Play, you can't do it when you drink it. You know. Skull just I think it sharpens me up a little bit.
1: Yeah, Devil's cauldron would have been rough after two or three beers.
0: Oh, and I wanna I wanna say I was dipping like maybe I mean I don't know if guys out there who listen to this podcast dip, probably like out of our four listeners, there's probably like none that did. And they probably a thousand it might be one but i was probably dipping two pouches an hour two three it was almost hour. constant which is what
2: uh, i'd rather have lung cancer than throat <laughs> uh, than uh, lip cancer
0: I don't, I don't want to get into what really causes lip cancer or mouth cancer, but Michael Douglas will give you a long of stuff <laughs> Which, which I've now used. That's now, I think every man should use that example to get out of those duties that he might not want to perform to saying or providing medical advice. I'm not a medical professional, but. Hey, uh, if that's what I had to go
2: down on, Catherine Zeta Jones. Just yeah. go ahead and give me just go ahead and give me radiation.
0: <laughs> oh, and I, I like how he said it, and then his publicist is like, "Well, we're not saying for sure that he has an STD in his mouth because he snacked her, right?" And you know, Matt Damon's like, "I just kissed that dude." <laughs> and the guy just said he has HPV, and Matt Damon's like, "I kissed that guy like five times." Hey, great job, man! Way to act. Way to really push the role there, buddy. We've, uh, we've slightly veered off topic. I, th-
1: I think we call that method acting.
0: Me- well, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's war game related, so I, I just mentioned that. Just as Matt Damon's nice. Yeah, guy. he was in... He, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then, the dealer rooms, yeah. um, you would be highly disappointed with. it's, t- But I, I, I kind of liked how small it is. It would be nice if GMT and MMP were there. But it's two basically hotel bedroom size rooms. Did you go in there, Dave?
0: I walked in and, uh, it was kind of that grim thing where you walk in, it's a small room and they're all just staring at you. Yeah. And it's it's like, like if you go to, go to the, the flea pound. market
1: on a slow day and like all Look the vendors the are
0: like complicated by something. Yeah. The, the best thing about the flea market, I got to say about Constant World is there was no one there. So they would just have a, a sheet with the guy's phone number. And yeah follow them, which is great because I hate the, the flea market historic on where you're basically going through on a little line and the guys, the, the sellers are looking at you like with the, like, sir, will you eyes, buy you. my items? And you feel like, oh, you're, it's all terrible. Like, I'm not buying this stuff. Or they to... would
1: list their games so you could just walk up, because you could pretty much find the games pretty easily after a walk around. So you could just bring the, ga- the game up to the table and say, hey, you know, is uh, so-and-so here? And
0: or they got a cell phone number. You just call the guy, say, "Hey, I want to pay twenty bucks for this hey, game." They're having a problem bringing kind of it over. So, so the the dealer area was kind of the opposite. Where you go there, and they were, I mean, they all seemed real nice, and they were all really great people, but uh, and nobody was really there that I was interested in. So
1: yeah, it's and it's only open from one to two thirty every day, because I guess the guy who throws the con is, you know, he wants them to be able to play test their games or play other games or whatever they're there for. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I, I like that. It,
0: I will. I will say the one game that I saw that, at Constant World was uh, that I would buy is uh, New England Simulations' Battle of Eilau, I think it was Eilau. They had a gorgeous game set up. But when I go on their website, I don't really see the game advertised. But that's the one. New England Simulations seems to have really high quality games.
1: What game that's was that?
0: Different. I like that. So
1: where where was that?
0: It was like two tables behind. Uh, I would say behind uh, MOOC on our table. Huh. So
1: so, GMT wasn't there? GMT's not there. MMP's not there. Worthington
2: isn't there. So it's... Well, well, I can see GMT...
1: No. So it's basically centered on small companies. So Victory Point Games was there. Um, Grognard Simulation um Legion of War Games was there, Minden Games was there. Um I and mean, then I guess Decision Games, but they don't really advertise themselves as Decision Games cuz they're selling other people's crap. They're they, well, selling I think they make
0: a deal with people where they bring their stuff to the convention. But they're selling it at retail. Well, the the one other cool thing about the convention was when you get your your badge. First of all, the hotel's really nice. Uh when you get your badge, you have a raffle ticket on it and you can go and when you go to the breakfast, are included in your, your room, uh, fair. And then when you sit at the breakfast, they give out like door prizes. They pull out all the raffles and you can get games and stuff.
1: So if someone isn't there for that, do they, do they if save it for the them or, they or they do you
0: have to be there? The and, uh, the, and the funny thing is, they won't tell you what the game is until you get up. So like, cause they know if it's some garbage game, no one's gonna stand up for it
1: but so, so like i wasn't there for the breakfast. so if my number's called am i just not uh, eligible
0: yeah you just don't no, know was kind you- of bullcrap no i think it was awesome because no. obviously you because you reach. were there that's, yeah. but you could show up i guess i mean i don't know did you have a ticket in your your id in your badge
1: yeah but i don't want to get there that early
0: or you could give it to me and i'll just sit there that's a good idea so, you went, but the you know, end, say a lot of the games weren't that great. So I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to stick through the whole thing and, and wait through the breakfast. I yeah. will started skipping them at the end because I'll pay forty bucks for a game if I want mm-hmm. to. I can buy it on NWS online. <laughs> <laughs> so. There we go again.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, I um. There a couple other. I mean, it's it's small war game companies uh grognard simulation they have their death ride cursed games that people seem to be playing the shit out of there um i bought a game from victory point games which is kind of my tradition now their games are getting so expensive though i just
2: on the east coast from what i've seen they don't send representatives they right. they uh Piggyback on the GMT games. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alan Emmerich was there. <laughs> I mean, he's he's Emmerich. at the call yep. every, every year, um, so he was there running, you know, running the booth or whatever. Um, the other guy, I can't remember his name. It's Joseph something. His avatar, his... Stalin. What's that? Stalin. Joseph Stalin. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he had the mustache. Yeah, <laughs> his avatar is like a. Like a, not a Power Ranger, it's one of those kind of Japanesey things, though. Um, but talked to those guys for a little bit, um, and then I, the guy who runs or owns Legion War Games, Randy something or other, um, talked to him for a little bit. Bought Tonkin from them on Friday. Um, they have some pretty interesting games. They 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 reprinted B twenty nine, and I guess he said they're planning on a reprinting. B seventeen,
2: which I, I really like.
1: B seventeen. I didn't. I didn't like B B twenty nine, but I heard B seventeen is simpler, so I might. I might get suckered into buying that. But the dealer areas, I mean, honestly, it's not much to to talk about, um, which is
0: fine. Jason's real social. He walks around and talks to all these guys. Nobody talks to a guy who's got a cup that he's spitting into. So.
1: <laughs> I had tattoos though, man. People. I think people were scared to talk to me.
0: Yeah, but your your tattoos look like crop circles and stuff like that. Oh, you son of a a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, people. If you see them, you'll see what I'm talking about.
2: But I don't like to go anywhere and pressure to buy anything.
0: There's no pressure, it's
2: just... You walk into a fucking hotel and you're pressured.
1: Yeah. They did look... Some some of them look kind of mopey. But whatever, yeah. They're they're trying to sell their passion, I guess. But um, so yeah, I mean that that was the dealer area, and then yeah. Thursday night, the,
0: the games were great. I mean they had a uh, OCS combined case blue Guderian's split screen. It was huge. Oh. Yeah, they had. Uh, I mean you don't realize how far away Grozny is. <laughs> you see the two games put together. And uh, it's funny because the guys are playing and they aren't even talking to each other. Like no. they're just moving stuff around. There's a couple so of people have like football. laptops out. Yeah. And pretty much any big game that you'd ever want to see. Uh, Paul from the MGR Guild was there. He was playing Carthage. He was a good guy. The uh, table
1: next to us was playing Normandy 44. I was surprised how big that game was.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it's, I would say if I, am I'm, I'm going back. I like about halfway through, I was a little burned out. I kind of got my energy back and by the time I was driving back, I was like, hell yes, I'm going back. So I would do, I wouldn't do like a four or five day game again. I would do more like a two day game and kind of mix it up a little bit. So that's that, I think that's going to be my strategy going back. So.
2: How big physically was Case Blue and Gadarian's Blitzkrieg 2 side by side?
0: Um, well, they they couldn't put them on the same tables, <laughs> so I would say Case Blue was probably like eight by ten. Yeah, and I would yeah. say that that Guderian's Blitzkrieg was the next table over, probably same size. Same size, yeah. But and like a, they had a weird like little add-on L to it. They had one stack of counters that must have been like twenty counter size on Guderian's Blitzkrieg, and then you look yeah. over Case Blue and there's nothing there.
2: And am I correct to just say that that's only two-thirds of the whole, there's another game, one-third of that game, uh, a a separate game coming out to complete the trilogy, correct?
0: Well, like the north part? Correct. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't see how you could do it, because I'll be honest, it looked like all the action was in the Gridarian's Blitzkrieg side, and the Case Blue side kind of looked like it was just they put it out there. Yeah, it was pretty sparse. Yeah, just to say they did it, because when you looked at it, there was hardly anything out there, so. and
1: yeah, the well, Normandy that... 44 guys wrapped up on Thursday night. Did you see that? No. They finished the whole game. I think they're probably the only game that finished.
0: Yeah, it we're was back. cool. And the, all these big games set up, uh, I thought that there was, everybody was real friendly, uh, there were, there were some guys that were, you know, your typical, <laughs> York's gonna who's gonna be a pain in the ass, but most of the guys I thought were real nice and yeah, a lot like cool. gaming gaming I mean' cause we were done at dinner so we could play in the evenings and do like uh like whatever whatever they call it at large gaming I forget what they call it so open open gaming so was there any games there
2: that you solved? you're like yes, I have to buy that I must have that
1: Dave got a hard on for lava Till.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not going to get into it right now because that's for a rant for another day, but I'm hesitant to play a game where I have trouble pronouncing the name of the game. <laughs> you know, so it looks pretty cool, but I'm a little intimidated by the fact that I don't, like, speak French, and apparently the game begins the French. Yeah, there's a lot of French in that. So it's always, like, La Bataille des Saint jean or something. I don't know. Like, when you can't even see the name of the game. Yeah, it's like, I mean... When you can't yeah. say the name of the game, it's kind of hard because you're, you're going to be saying that a lot. Right. Funny hat to wear to play. it. Yeah, so, But it looked cool, so I got kind of turned on by that a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love Devil's Cauldron, so for me that was great to play it. I'd never oh. played it so far. These guys had played this game a ton of times, and they were all like, Pat was ready to kit- quit the game. Thursday night? I think it was Thursday night? No, it was Wednesday night. Wednesday night? And he was handling the 82nd Airborne probably because uh jason was giving him such a hard time and i was uh, about
1: to break through
0: holding on to nine again and uh but then 30th course showed up and everybody got excited and so that was good so that i was of-
1: surprised how many people came by and said oh 30 cores on the map we've i've never seen it get that far mean, uh, yeah. we were only I mean, three seconds or- of the way into the game
0: one of the reasons the game took a long time was because I was playing all four German divisions. So if anybody has played that, it's tough to do because you're constantly bouncing around. So once Jason got there, it was awesome because uh, then he could take the guys south of the wall and I could handle everybody else. So that sped it up. So it was good. Lots of fun.
2: Did anybody have uh, Devils Cauldron and Where Eagles Dare set up playing in as one? No, they did it the year
0: before. Yeah, they did it last year. And what happens is we're eagles Dare goes too quickly. And then they end up waiting around for devil's cauldron because you're fighting in like Arnhem and Nijmegen and you're like struggling against each other. So it ends up where nine, like devil's cauldron is like four turns behind where Eagles Eagles there. And then those guys are just sitting around, but I'll tell you what Pat and Jason had a great idea where cause we were running two cups while we were fighting north of the Rhine. They would play, what was it, Fading Glory? Fading Glory, yeah, the Napoleonic twenty-eight. So they had a side game going. So they would just play that while Bill was crushing me and I was dipping like a madman.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think there was anything there that screamed out to me that I needed to get it. Um, I mean, it's cool just seeing, and a lot of the, Stuff there is very, very obscure. Like that crognard simulation stuff, and even the lava Till, I think is probably pretty obscure, and people are just pa- so passionate about it.
0: Yeah, it was very cool. I mean, I, and I like that guys were up for any games. Like we played. Bill, I didn't know. Pat, I didn't know. Jason, I knew from online. Uh, but we hooked up. I'm telling you, we had lunch and dinner together. We we ate almost every meal together. We had a great group of guys that really got along well. And, uh, it just was really very, very good experience. I don't think I've experienced that in gaming. Where you get a group of guys who just want to do everything together and hang out. And we would eat lunch and talk about the turns. And it was cool. It was, it was wonderful. And then afterwards, you know, these guys are older guys, but like Bill, sorry Bill if I'm dating you, but I mean Bill's maybe 65. And I'd be like, hey, you want to play Conflict of Heroes? He's like, hell yes, let's go play it. So it's like 8 p.m. We've been playing all day, and he was still up for a game.
2: So that's cool. Oh, to be retired.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I said earlier, Dave and I were, I think, three of the five youngest guys there.
2: Oh, did yeah. anyone Did anyone have Devil's Cauldron for sale? No.
0: Sorry, Marshall.
2: Nope. Mm-hmm. No luck. Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, that was a missed If somebody had a time machine, go <laughs> time. Buy that game.
2: Talk to your buddy. I don't have any buddies. No, I had... Start with her. Oh, uh, he's... I've he's already got
0: asked, away. I've already asked him. He said he has none. He's not... He's especially not going to give it to you after that review of Empire of the Suns, whatever no, that is. a. It's a so.
2: preview. It's a preview.
0: <laughs> is that what you're calling it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that, it was a preview. That's not too loud, okay. is
0: it? So we're yeah, doing previews also, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, absolutely.
1: We can bring so, it next year, we'll play it.
2: I'm I'm going to fly out regardless of my fear of flying. I've started saving money. I'll be there next year.
1: Yeah, we set up an itinerary yesterday.
2: For next year already? Yeah, when you and I were talking. Is somebody going to bring plexiglass?
0: I have a couple sheets. I I bring that, too. But, Jason, you you were talking like your wife's going to come.
2: Yeah,
1: she, uh, (laughs) because I would leave. How's that going to work? I would leave each morning at, like, 7, and I would get home at 2, and then sleep for four hours, wake up and do it again. So she suggested, hey, next year, why don't we just stay out there? And, so and her, you're like, you're like
0: who? We like Dave and I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she said we, so I know who she was talking about. Um, so yeah, we we might stay at the hotel, maybe like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and she would have well, the kids, and she'll be on summer summer break.
2: Well, uh, that room's gonna get crashed. I can assure you. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? yeah.
0: Rock, rock well, that, Marshall, that box. Where's Marshall gonna stay? <laughs> yeah. With like you,
2: Dave. With Marshall. you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking anything? forward to it. I'm counting down to it. Anybody got anything else?
0: No, I think that's good. So we're giving Constant World two thumbs up. A lot of fun. Great convention. Worth the airfare.
2: Oh, by far. Oh, nice dog. Well, there he goes.
1: We've made it a while.
2: As long as you don't play with the math genius. <laughs> that's true. So, so we're giving him so- a
1: would you recommend my buddy? I bought him for Christmas. Storm over, Storm over Stalingrad, and we keep talking about playing it, but we just don't. Would you recommend it? I mean, if oh we, hell, hell yes. okay. I didn't realize there was cards.
2: Yeah, it's card.
0: He it's triggered just, his bark triggered the bar collar again.
2: Uh, as long as you're not playing with somebody, it's going to fucking sit there and you know count everything. It's a good, enjoyable, quick game. It's quick. It's good. It's fun. All right.
1: So what's, what are you guys playing coming up? Dave, I'm sure you're playing more Vietnam. What about you, Marshall?
0: Well, yeah, I got Conflict of Heroes on oh, Friday. That's right, Friday. With my local buddy. Let's see how that goes. Hopefully it'll work out.
1: I have to tell him to listen. We need one, at least one listener. Yeah, right. I'll make sure he listens.
2: I am playing Red Winter mm-hmm. solo. And, uh, my friend Joe will be coming in for War Board Game Championships. And, uh, I've, yeah, recently purchased a bunch of ASL stuff, which we have to dig through and see what I actually have.
1: You still haven't got through all that stuff yet?
2: Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for.
0: (laughs) Is that the Widow Collection?
2: That is the Widow Collection, that's correct. That's correct. She got her money.
0: What do you got going on? Um,
1: next week would be my usual gaming day. Um, but I think I'm out of town next week for work. So the, the next thing I'm going to be playing is the Tide, of, Tide at Sunrise, which is another game in the IGS. Um, it's the Russo-Japanese War. Very kind of simple, straightforward war game. I'm um, not sure when I'm going to be playing it, but that's the next one up on my list. And then um, D-Day at Omaha Beach whenever I get it. And uh, I'll probably try to run through some of Guns of Gettysburg, even Solo, just to... Just to get a feel for those rules. Is it oh, in yet? I, I should be getting it tomorrow or the next day.
0: I'm not here in Master White Wing uh, Vietnam on Vassal. I mean, oh
1: right. yeah, Dave and I are playing right. Vietnam yeah, again fun. on Thursday. I need to start writing stuff down so I can remember what I'm trying to do. Well,
0: it's Friday, so just so you know. I thought you if said. Lots on on Thursday. You might be by yourself. I thought you. I thought you said or, Thursday. Are you only available Thursday?
1: No, I could do Friday. Either
0: way. So all our Podcast fans can log on to Vassal and watch. Oh, hell
1: yeah. That'd be cool. So. We, we got to get Marshall on Vassal. I can't. I don't have Vassal.
0: I think you were, let's just be grateful that we got him on Skype. That's true. So
2: thanks to a lot of help from outside sources.
0: All right, <laughs> all right guys. It was good. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Marshall, you got any parting words for anybody?
2: Bicycle.